Oh my goodness. Great. Celtics. Celtics, possibly, likely, win of the year. They absolutely destroyed Toronto. 122-100. wasn't even close. This is a 40-point game. This is a comfortably a 30-something point game. Best win of the year. Possibly. We could talk about that. Um, but guys, uh, opening thoughts, and then we'll kind of get into, you know, what, what happened tonight, but this was, I mean, right now, you know, stay away from Celtics Twitter. Cause you know, we're, <laughs> we're punching tickets it's to the finals. Right? We're yeah. punching, we're punching tickets to the finals right now. You know, we want, we want LeBron, you know, like this was, this was something. Especially so, now they're, they're pretty secure as the three seed. It feels like now after this win, and then you'll wind up against this team round two, uh, Philly's got an injury situation going on, so you know, have at it. Yeah, um, Milwaukee's going on Celtics. Too, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Stop, well, just stop with the Milwaukee talk. Just stop. <laughs> All but right, so I'll keep it. On this game. I'll keep it to this game. Wait, did I introduce if, you guys? No, but Maybe, you know what? We are Jimmy, Bobby. Okay, we have a we have a dedicated audience. Yeah. Um, so the rotation feels like it got set to some degree tonight, and that, and that's why. That's what they've been looking for for the most part. You get Kemba to play around 30 minutes in this one. Great rotations into the third quarter. And we have to talk about Rob Williams, right? He pretty much comes out and claims the backup center yeah, role. In this Can one. you pump the brakes here a little bit? <laughs> you couldn't go 30 <laughs> seconds without bringing up Rob Williams. It's it, it's it got to be a top two story out of this Fine. game, right? But first things first, I want to ask, okay, just, just to get out of the way. Was this – it, was this an example? Because this coming into coming, is this real? Right, coming into the game. <laughs> if you're watching the broadcast, Scal, for example, I mean, everybody was pumping Toronto. We did a preview on them. We were watching them play in the bubble. They're playing better than everybody right now. Probably the best team in the bubble, arguably. Um, mm-hmm. And Scal, before the game on the broadcast, says, "You know what? Right now, I, I think they're the best team in the East ahead of the Bucks." You yeah, know? I didn't. I, uh, whether whether that's true or not, what I'm saying is there was a ton of love for Toronto coming in. They're, they're being overlooked. It's a legit championship contender without Kawhi. And they're, they got absolutely curb stomped tonight by the Celtics. So the question is, was this Celtics good or Raptors mm-hmm. bad or somewhere in the middle? Well, it's got to be both, right? I mean, obviously people want to be extreme one way or the other, but the truth is I don't think the Raptors were this were as bad as, you know, they're not as bad as they played tonight. They, Clearly. You know, but you have to give Celtics credit for the defense they played. They came to win tonight. They came to make a point and, and play and give it their all. It, they almost, it almost felt like Brad may have said, hey, guys, this is going to be the last real game that, you know, we're going to all play together before the playoffs. So let's see what you got. Let's, you know, this is a test here. And they came and answered the bell. And I was surprised. I'm shocked. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, yeah. I, the last couple of shows, we, you know, I think it was last game that I was on, we were pumping, or yeah. I was pumping, I was pumping the Raptors. You know, the Raptors scare me. And they're a team that's big. Right. We're big talking about difficult the matchups. They're long. They're big. They, it they've doesn't... been there before. They're yeah. defending champions. Yeah. They get no respect. You can go down the line and all the reasons why the Raptors are this, you know, underrated team that could just smack you around. And the Celtics come out and completely do the opposite, right? They do smacking. So I was surprised. But it it does remind you how talented the Celtics team is when they're all clicking. And it felt like tonight, as good as they played, 
I can't say that one player really, really, really stood up over everybody else. It felt like a team win. It felt like just a, 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 an even balanced attack all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and it, go you got to put go yourself ahead. in the other team's shoes, too. Like, we, we definitely said that this was going to be a tough matchup for the Celtics, but on our imaginary Raptors pregame show, like, they're looking at this, too, saying this is, this is a monster for the Raptors. Like, this is a team we probably want to avoid if we can. Like, they're probably looking at the same. We'd rather prefer Philly in round one because you got all these wing defenders. And what I, what I think Brad did best, you would have thought Tatum would be the guy on Siakam, but they put Brown out there. Yep. And he set a tone defensively, was mm-hmm. stonewalling him in the post. Yep. And that was what disrupted Toronto's offense early. Like, they could not get into that deep post area, kick it out to the shooters. It was a shooting flat for sure, but they couldn't get into a spot in the defense where they could produce uh, quality open looks until about 10 shots in, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, well, hold on. Joe Sway, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Hey, so, I want to say this. I think Joe the party Sway, without Joe Sway. I'm glad that coward Joe Sway showed up because he was taking a lot of heat from Raptors fans. Uh, a couple of videos ago, you were sh- crapping all over the Raptors. Yeah, and, and they, came, the they, comments, came, they, they came hard at you. Oh, they came funny. for Joe Sway. Right, Jimmy, how was that crapping on them? Yo, enlighten me. How was that crapping on the Raptors? Because you, you said they were boring, and that got a lot of fans upset because you called the Raptors boring. No, you're cutting the quote, Jimmy. I said no, you, out of the said, three top teams, you said they were the Raptors boring. are the bo- most boring one out of the three top teams. Uh, no, 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 were no. You were like, no, 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 the Raptors boring tonight? How'd they look tonight? No one wants to watch the Raptors. No one wants to watch the Raptors. Is Joe Sway allowed to come late with this kind of attitude? Maybe an apology. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Yo, wow. <laughs> the producer pulled up 27 minutes late last episode, and I got to get the heifer. It was, it, it, oh, it, here it, we anyways, go. Anyways. It was like, it was like 16 <laughs> minutes. So what we're talking about, oh, Josue, yeah. we'll catch you up. We'll catch you up, okay? Yeah, yeah. The Celtics, so the Celtics, the Celtics played tonight. a basketball game watched. tonight, and, yeah. and Boston played really well. Our question is, um, was this real or not? And the one thing that reminds me of a little bit, because we're going to, everyone's going to freak out um, and overreact, which is what we do. But it does remind me a little bit of Milwaukee game one last year, where the Celtics played a near perfect game and Paul Pierce declares the series over and everybody's like, oh, what? <laughs> because it, if you looked at just that game, if that's all the tape you had to go on those two teams, you'd say, wow, that's a good point. This yeah, team no. is, is so good. Look at all the problems they gave them, and, and that's what tonight looked like. Right. But again, it's just I one the, game. I think Luckily, we have four games, uh, realistically. Yeah. Between those is a healthy Kemba Walker. Like, How much of a difference maker was that? Offensively, whether we're talking mm-hmm. about the way the ball moves, whether we're talking about the way the Milwaukee Bucks – or excuse me, the Toronto Raptors defend, like – just having Kemba Walker out there just opens up the paint because the entire defense moves up because they're afraid about that pull-up shot. You think that Celtics right. – uh, you, you think the NBC Sports New England put that stat up there by design? Yeah, they did. They wanted to show you how good he really is in the pull-up situation. And when you look at the situation between them and the Raptors, when Kemba's out there, who is wide open, chilling in the corner, uh, having open looks Jaylen. throughout the entire first quarter? Jalen Brown. Now, Jalen Brown struggled that first, though, right? He didn't knock down those two shots but defensively he missed his first three three-pointers three, and then excuse me three i said and two then he, stepped, right. and he, then he stepped back and hit the 28 footer 
you know, to right. get himself in rhythm. Yeah, because he, that's he where couldn't I really get any space, silly. and the shot clock's winding down. He's like, "Screw it, I'll shoot for 30. Right. And but he how drained that one defensively, though. Your boy Siakam was rattled. He did come out pretty good at the halftime, but you have to give a lot of credit to what Jalen Brown means on the defensive end. And uh, then this is what I was saying end. at the very he beginning. He's the beneficiary of these open looks because everybody's looking at Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum. I'm gonna say this: Joe <laughs> came in hot, and I love it. I want you late every time. Came in real. <laughs> you are. You are. You gotta you catch are, up. That's how you it are goes, right? spicy right now. I love it. All right, he passed. Throw me in the fire. Zesty. And this is no Joe Sway. You're 100 right. This is exactly what I talked about at the beginning of the uh, bubble because Tatum came in slow, especially when we watched him in the preseason, and Jalen was just lighting it up from game one and hasn't stopped since. So he can be the best player on this team any given night when he's setting the tone defensively. And all of a sudden you have a guy that you can put on the best player on any given team looking on the other side. And there's going to be an impact. It looks like, like he is creating his impact on the defensive end and turning in the offense at a high rate. Real quick. I'm going to let everybody know who's watching us on all of our platforms. Doesn't matter where you are. Send us a question. We can see it here on the stream and we will respond to it right now. I'm putting up something from uh, Davi. Um, was talking about Jalen, nice. who did have an incredible game. Welcome, um, Yep, incredible game tonight. There's a lot of you on here, so by all means, fire away your questions. Uh, and fire guys, away keep criticisms going. Criticisms. Yeah, Jalen. Way. Anything. Yeah. Anything you want. If you want it. If you want <laughs> to crap on just, fans in here. You no, want to crap on just me. Am I wrong though? Like that's all I said, man. Whatever I had to say about the Raptors' perception mm-hmm. from the national from the national stage, right, from from everyday NBA fans, it doesn't take away from the fact that they've been dominating more than any other Eastern Conference team. Like, yeah. I, And I said that in that video. Like, that's the thing about Raptors fans. And you know what my favorite part is about those comments, though? They proved my point. Oh, all you talking heads, all you talk about is the, the Celtics versus the Bucks. And <laughs> no one talks about what we're doing. That's my point. That's what everybody wants to that's see. Everybody exactly, wants to see the Celtics versus the Bucks. That's exactly no, what we talked about is – no matter even yes, do. even as we were leading into the preview, we were talking about that people aren't talking about them. We've been we've been saying this now for the last you know week or so. Everyone's sleeping on Toronto because you're just looking at oh Celtics are the best team, Bucks are the best team, and it's right. totally true. Tonight's not going to help Toronto's cause, so we're sorry for those of you out there who got mad at Joe Sway. But mm-hmm. you can come at him again though. Yeah, I'll you, say you this. better tune in though. <laughs> I don't think I, want all the smoke. I don't think majority of NBA fans like watching the Bucks. Yeah. I don't. Giannis, as great as he is, is not a fun player to watch to me. He's he's I not hate like it. He, he, like that's not how basketball is meant to play. Like he's an athletic <laughs> freak. He's the what? great freak and he, He's so easy. He's, to, he's so a easy dad playing with his children. That's what it's exactly. like to me. It's boring. It's a dad. <laughs> on the highest it's a, level. It's a dad playing. All right, on so what do you? You don't want three. Two. I'm guessing. I'm guessing you guys don't love the three point revolution. You don't want to the me, next Shaq. What do we? What do we need? Mid range. Like, what we <laughs> like want is for Raptors. you kids to have some respect, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. This is a generational <laughs> thing. The Raptors play like more team basketball. Like Giannis is going back in the old direction, isn't he? What's Giannis that? Giannis is just Ooh. too good. Like he's just like like Zanis just said. He's just a dad. No, the reason I agree to an, an extent. The reason it's boring is it's not like beautiful or artistic. He just 
goes in a straight line to the basket. Right. And he's so physically imposing that you either can't stop him or you have to foul him. And it becomes not boring in terms of hard to watch. It's just boring because the outcome is so predictable. It's like a cheat code. You but know, it kind just, of is. To yeah. me, it actually is kind of boring a little bit compared to other superstars that I could watch play. Like, I'm yeah. not taking anything away from his talent, but, like, I'd rather watch an athlete – I'd rather watch basketball players drop 30 points a different way than Giannis does. This is I a homery thing here, but the, aesthetically, it, it, aesthetically, the Celtics are uh, uh, as fun, fun to as watch. any – as any yeah. to watch in the well, NBA. Well, this is a good yeah. question. Like, yeah. who who would the That's league want point, out man. of the East? Because Milwaukee, like, uh, not Dude, not that... a big market. Toronto, you don't get the national TV numbers as we always talk about. Boston's Boston. Like, there's no LeBron. There's no New York City. Like, it's gonna boring, be right, Bobby? City, we like, say the league really wants out of them. <laughs> no, no. no. I, Celtics, I would, Celtics would Celtics <laughs> would get a good market. Philly would get a good. Philly would get a good crowd. It's, it's got to be Philly, Toronto right? would do better than Milwaukee. I mean, there there are. I mean, yeah, you're right. There's no LeBron anymore over here, so you know. You're not Giannis is the star right. power of the East, though. That's uh, gonna drive a Finals audience, I guess. You know. Yeah. Let's go Raptors. We've got it in the comments right oh, here. Here they are, Joe Sway's night. There they are. Here they are. They're winning the championship. <laughs> Yo, how's um, the six tonight? What y'all doing tonight? You guys. Uh, <laughs> Drinking your sorrows away? Do you think Celtics can do the same thing to the Raptors in the second round? And again, so let's get into it. That's a no. If the Celtics were to face them here, again, in seven games, we've got four games. Raptors fans are active. They're Ooh. they're here and they're here and they're mad at Josue. So we're gonna let them like have their pound of flesh. Yeah, let's, let them go. Here it is. Let's go, Raps. Okay, they're here. They're here and they're I listening. Just, I think we've got one Raptors fan who's just incessant. It is. It's the same guy. I'm going to pivot off the Raptors. We talked about them a bit. Right now you feel pretty good about it. But look, they've played them four times. The last game, as we said before, was in December. You haven't mm-hmm. had a good look, but they have beaten them you know, three out of four times now. The third game was a real ugly one for the Celtics. But matchup-wise at this point, you have to give the Celtics the edge if they if – they, it it seems less scary now that you've seen it, right? This was real. Like they got into the third quarter. It was a ten point game. They made like four straight shots out of halftime. Forced Brad to call the timeout, and their bench rotations couldn't keep up with Rob Wanamaker, Smart. And I think that's where you really look at this as a turning point for the Celtics. They're finding consistent production off the bench, even without a Smart. I mean, Smart's like three for his last twenty two right now. Can we now. talk about his shot selection? Holy wow! <laughs> it, it feels like it's disappeared. Oh my God! What is he doing? It's just like you know. I mean, he's he his, just has to. Uh, he's he's yeah. trying to find his find his stroke again. So, right I mean, for him doing he's weird. He's gonna stuff. keep shooting. Yeah. yeah, that's that's old hat. You know, that's what he's gonna do. Oh, he was so he's great gonna, against Milwaukee too. I don't know yeah. what happened. Yeah. Well, you I know, what's most encouraging is the fact that Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens' approach to this game was like a playoff game. You saw an yeah. eight man rotation. You saw how like precise it was you know robert williams comes in the second guy off the bench after marcus smart you saw how he's sort of envisioning those two guys as the anchor which i kind of alluded to a couple nights ago like that's exactly what i want to see from this second unit and that's what's going to make them dominant in the postseason like if you don't have somebody like robert williams to help out marcus Smart in that second unit like marcus needs help and if we're talking about a team that looks like obviously what we saw today a, a, a healthy kemba walker playing 30 minutes i don't even care if he's in the 100 all right if he plays 30 minutes that's pretty much all the Celtics need. And if that can keep going throughout the postseason, you're in really good shape. Kemba's huge for them, obviously. That, that goes without saying. But I, we keep talking about this is the rotation, this is the rotation. 
Ennis Cantor didn't play tonight, or at least he didn't play until the fourth quarter. That's a little, you know, that's late. a little troublesome. Did he, yeah, did he go in late in the fourth because I missed the very end? Not but for it, me. I mean, essentially he didn't play. So we're talking about the rotation. Is he? It's all of a sudden Rob Williams is in a playoff rotation. I mean, this right. is the same guy who like three days ago came in for a, less than a minute and made three <laughs> fouls. And now we're talking about saying, now he's plus. the seventh guy. All of a sudden, like I don't. Grant's I don't know. not even in the rotation yeah. anymore. The way it's oh, poor Grant. Yeah, he was just. I'm not as shocked to see Grant not play as I would be to not see Cantor play because in a seven game series, Ennis Cantor is getting in, in, in the series. He's playing in the series. I mean, he's been a guy that's been relied upon all season long and you're not, you're not just, he's not just out of the rotation. Just like well, that. So I was kind of surprised to not see him play tonight. Well, here's the thing. Related. Yeah. But that's the thing, Jimmy. I mean, it's actually, it's a luxury if you get situations where you can use him in a in a in a matchup dependent sort of way instead of right. I mean they didn't I, need him when they were it's the only or, big I have off the yes, bench right. and you know Bobby you know you know Bobby's white knuckling it every single second he gets off the bench here because it's you know <laughs> he's so worried yeah, about surviving exactly. the Clinton minute but and you're right you do have to survive them in some ways because he's he's where you know he's Mister Eleven O run by the other team and then all of a sudden yeah. you're like oh what did we do all that work for so he could wipe it out so. <laughs> He Two, can wipe three it out minutes so- from him could have made this a completely different game. Right. This could have gone down to the line instead of being a third. Quarter, right. and, so, wow. and so, yeah. But he still, he still needed – I mean, the Celtics had a luxury tonight because they were ahead in this game. I mean, there are not going to be games, clearly, when they have you these games. You're going to need Cantor on offense. Rob Williams is not your offensive – well, Five. let's let's get there. I'm not even okay? looking at offense in particular. I'm talking about rebounding. Know, so and, it's situation second chance opportunities. Like but, he is that important. Yeah, he is. But let's get to Rob because again, you know, Rob with the lobs or the weak side blocks. You know, we've seen him do that. He's great. But his a couple things that impressed me a lot tonight. His hands are terrific. So he's catching those passes in traffic, um, which means you can look for him on the drive in the dish there, not just the lob. He made a couple of really nice catches down low. Um, his free throw stroke, again, he only took free throws, looks better to me than it did earlier in the year. I don't know what it is. Uh, it just looks smoother. And then he had one where he got the ball in the post, kind of lost control, turned around, and just knocked down a little baseline jumper there, which looked like a really, like, normal thing for, you know, a part, like he does it all the yeah. time. It didn't look out of character. And these are all, like, mini little evolutions, you know? Like, it just, you know, he, he's definitely – evolving some, you know, beyond what we've seen of him or what we know of him to be. You know what was the one play that really made me think to myself, okay, Rob Williams is ready. It was Serge Ibaka getting ready to take a three. It was one of the – And he didn't guys. go flying out at him. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. One, for, for Serge Ibaka, like he used to do it better a couple of years ago, but it's yeah. still pretty, you know, you, right. you'll, you'll jump. From the three, one-on-one, and Robert Williams didn't hesitate. He put his arm up, but he didn't leave his feet. That's what used to drive me crazy about Rob Williams. He would constantly leave his feet, and it's a foul or it's a given layup every single time. He's not doing it now. That's huge. That's a huge development. You think they tied uh, cinder blocks to his feet in uh, quarantine? Something (laughs) happened. I don't know what happened. I mean, this was his best game of his career by far. There's not even a close number two. And the Nets were the Nets, like it's practically a G League team. I I don't know what got into him. Don't move that camera. (laughs) (laughs) Don't move that camera, Bob. Yeah, I was gonna make that joke. Talking about Rob. Uh, (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. So I mean, you you talk about the put it that way. All right. That's how excited Bobby is. (laughs) You talk about the scoring too, Jimmy. 
He has 10 points in 11 minutes tonight, um, 18 and 18 in the Nets game. So he finds a way to contribute in the scoring game too, as long as people are setting him up. Like he, do you really want Cantor post ups as as a way to get points no. off the bench? Like I just like his rebounding body. I'm That's not, the only concern for me. I'm not like I'm. I'm not like angry that Cantor didn't play, but I do think that he's going to be a contributor at you know numerous points right. going forward. So I'm just surprised he didn't get any burn against a team that there's a good chance you might see in the playoffs, you know, depending yeah. we, on we talked about in the I think it was against Milwaukee he struggled and it was a stretch that brought them out of the game. And you know, you guys were saying Brad managed them well during the year to the point where they could get a little bit from him. And not, not get pull them out of the game. Yeah. And in certain games, it's just going to mean not playing them. Uh, it really is to me. Mm-hmm. Which, which is fine. And look, we keep saying That's the fair. same thing. You want to see, you would love to see Rob Williams with his natural skill set take more of those minutes, but you got to feel good about him in every facet of the game, you know? So every game like this, he shows you a little bit more. You feel a you, little better, if not taking all of Cantor's minutes, but cutting into them. Uh, and contributing the way he, he, he did, which is great. I mean, last is real from I mean, Rob. We've been, you, asked, you asked about this game, is this real? I, I'm almost scared to dive down this hole all the way, and I already have. But, like, is this real from Rob? I guess that's the bigger that's what we. Asked. That's what you want to know, and you got a few games to figure it out. We were talking about it right before we went on the air. You're basically – you're locked into the three at this point. You're not catching Toronto even with the win tonight. Uh, Miami lost. That's it. So now you can do whatever. Again, so this is all about figure it out. Keep your, keep, keep your stars sharp. You know, you do not want to get rust. You don't want to freak. There's a lot of people saying put them in bubble wrap after this game. Absolutely <laughs> not. I want to see no. at least a first. Not, not yeah. this team. I want to see this team continue to play in this rhythm, even if it's only for a half. But I want to see Rob mix in with start. You got to experiment. Rob mix in with starters. We didn't see Romeo at all in the rotation tonight because there's no foul trouble. And Sammy came in and actually pre- played pretty well in that, in that kind of wing roll off the bench. You want to see that too. Uh, it was a bummer after his last game. We didn't really see much of him. But th- that's, that's what I want to see these games, the, the last few games here. Yeah, I mean, Bob, Bob, you said, you know, is this real for Rob? I mean, it's definitely real in the sense like this is huge for Rob himself to, to have this, these last couple of games because this is a guy that has dealt with injuries, has dealt with, you know, being out of the rotation, you know, being, a, you know, being a, almost a punchline right? essentially, you know, in a lot of cases, and for him to be able to show up and contribute real meaningful minutes, put stats up on the board, prove that he can contribute and be actually a part of the rotation. Our biggest criticism of the Celtics team has been their lack of depth and the fact that they have no bench, you know, after Marcus Smart, essentially. So for Robert Williams to come in and say, hey, wait a second, you know, I actually am a skilled, you know, a big man who can actually contribute. I feel two needs. I feel depth and I feel feel size. And if that's somebody who can come in and, and play, he doesn't have to play a game of his life every game, but if he yeah. can come in for minutes, you know, when Tice is out or whoever, and, you know, provide that defensive presence down low, and, and and he's not a guy that anyone's looking to score, but he has that ability to put, put the ball back in the hoop, um, you know, second, third, fourth option on offense, um, you know, not somebody that anyone's going to, but the ball just ends up in his hands and he can make something happen with it. That's huge, and that part of it is real. So that's the that's the good news. That's maybe the best news out of the last two wins for the Celtics against the Nets, where we all said that who cares? That's it's the Nets. You know, we're not really putting any stock in that. Well, there was a couple of things to take out of it. 
that have actually carried over. I think Robert Williams is the biggest one of them all. This is what I love about Stevens, too. I mean, we'll sit here on this show and rule guys out. He, he doesn't. And even Semi Ojale these last uh, two nights, he got garbage time in this one, played a little more meaningful minutes against Brooklyn. But he comes out and hits four shots against Brooklyn. The shot looked good again tonight. Uh, him and Romeo were out there playing at the same time, and we've had discussions yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah, so he's even starting to make some headway on stuff. So we – we rule guys out. Stevens doesn't. And all of a sudden, it's like 17. Gerald Green was deep on the bench. He pulls him up and <laughs> has a huge series. Yeah. Like, yeah. So this is this is the Stevens effect. But end of the day, you know, all of this stuff is nice. If you get anything from the bench at all or contributions you didn't expect prior to going into the bubble, mm-hmm. that's gravy. But what it comes down to is this. They pass the ball and distribute the ball like they did tonight. Yeah. Um, and, and they play this kind of defense. It's a, This is – and again, it's when you watch them not do these things, it blows your mind. Like, why? Like, right. you can do it. So it's so strange for a team that has buy-in and has guys who can be selfless deviate from this because this is so obviously the key. When they when they wing the ball around like this, the ball movement in the first half was gorgeous all the way into the third quarter. It was, yeah. Gorgeous. Was. Just bing, 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 <laughs> inside out, inside out. Open shots, just beautiful. And then the defense was just intense. They were everywhere. Their switches, they were just all over people. They were, it was This team is really hard to beat when they do this. Yeah, no, no question. It was literally the first night since March where I felt like I was actually watching the Celtics team, the right. same Celtics team that I watched before the stoppage. Right. You know, whether it was the extra pass, whether it was seeing Marcus Smart do the Cobra strike. Like, when was the last time we saw the Cobra strike? And he was up by 25 points. Like, yeah. that's the kind of effort and attitude that you expect to see from the defensive end from the Celtics, whether it's a win or loss, whether it's, you know, a five-point game or a 25-point game. That was the sort of intensity on defense yeah. that we've become accustomed to, and we just hadn't seen it until and, tonight. This is the first night of the bubble where I'm like, okay, they got that 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 defensive intensity going. And no one-on-one play. You know, right. and, and they did get – we got a little Tatum happy. We got a little Tatum happy uh, in the in the last month or so prior to the stoppage yeah. because he was so freaking good. Right. And, but – they're much better when he's not that guy, you know, like it's, you want that guy there when you need a bucket late, those guys are great. So when you have him and Kemba, they can generate their own shot in tight games. That's you need that. And they didn't always have that before, but you can't, you don't lead with that. You lead with this. This is how you play. And then you end up with like back-to-back three-pointers for, I don't know, Daniel Tice. Like that's the kind Tice, of, like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's the Celtics right. like offense that we were, we've were we been accustomed to right. where the extra pass leads to something like that. I mean, there were points before the stoppage that it was the Jason Tatum show. And that's fine too. I mean, take, you know, take what happens during the game. Just take it. But like tonight, I just looked, the leading scorer, 20 points, Jalen yeah. Brown. So right. when you have a dominant performance like you had tonight, and there's not one guy who's dropping 40. Like, you know, with, if the Rockets if the Rockets win 122 to 100, it's, there's a good chance that James Harden dropped, you know, 45 points. 45, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exactly. So, like, that that's how they win, and that works for them and whatever. But, like, for the Celtics, yeah. that's Celtics basketball that from this season that we that we recognize and we remember yeah. is and when the ball's whipping around, they're finding the open man, and they're hitting, those, hitting their shots. You don't need to have, like, you don't need to play hero ball, right? Yeah. And not to bring up last year, but I love to because I hated that team. It ended up being hero ball, give the ball to Kyrie and stand around. And you could see everybody else in the Celtics was just pissed about it because it wasn't working. 
Yeah. They felt obligated that that's how it needed to be. No, it's we true. Can't understand. You have those I'm games a... where Kyrie sat last year, and then they'd have, you know, hey, oh, my God, Kyrie hasn't played, and they had 30, 31, 32 assists in three consecutive games. If tonight they had 27. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, well, I wonder why. Like, tonight they right. had 27. <laughs> They had 27 assists, and I think they had 26 when the fourth quarter started or early in it. So the fourth quarter was a wash. But, I mean, they were really distributing it all night. Bobby, sorry I cut you off there. Yeah, go ahead. We can't understate Kemba. Like, we came into this bubble not even sure if he was going to be able to go, period. And that would have just derailed everything in place here. And he's been the story all year. He was on a podcast this week talking about he almost went to the Knicks. And it's so – it's so easy to forget that this team probably would have been, you know, middling back into the East if, without him. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? Terry Rozier hey, might still be the You could do a lot worse than Terry Rozier, Bobby Manning. <laughs> I mean, think of that difference. Just in terms of chemistry and playmaking with these other guys. He gets off the ball and sits in the corner and gets his shots right from Tatum Brown in this one. It's such a difference from last year. It, it, like that conversation ended a long time ago, but you still have to go back to it sometimes. I think and realize that this is this is amazing. Like we never even expected this guy to be here about a year ago at this time. Yeah, you know it's funny because John, you know, you brought the point about you know what, what what this team was last year and and having someone like Kyrie Irving lead it, and then you compare that team to the to the teams of you know the last. The, the two years before that, right, the first couple of years of Brad Stevens where it was like sort of lead by committee. And I feel like that part of Brad Stevens is like sort of DNA of what he puts into his teams just never left. Like you're you're excited for someone like Rob Williams because, you know, that's the kind of offense that Brad Stevens runs where guys are able to have opportunities like that where you don't see night after night. You know, you don't know who's going to come up big. You know, that's always been sort of part of a Brad Stevens team DNA in the NBA. And then Kemba Walker comes along. And he sort of transformed himself. He adapted to the team as opposed to the team adapting to him, which is exactly the exact opposite yeah. of what the Celtics did with Kyrie Irving. And yeah, you exactly. see, and you see it, it pay off Kyrie. up until now. Yeah. And he, and, and, it, it's so rare. If you had like a role point guard doing what he's doing, it'd be like, okay, this guy's an all-star who's willing veteran. to take a backseat to the two wings. It's right. unbelievable. Like they just had – I don't even know the right metaphor to make, but what just fell into their laps was like a godsend for all the things that went wrong last season. If he's healthy. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. If he's healthy. And, yeah. you know, yeah. after spending nine years in Charlotte, that's that, that'll humble you out a little bit, right? Yeah. No, it's, I mean, you're right. Without it, and you know, Jimmy, go ahead. But yeah, the no, Kemba thing is very that. clear that it, when he's right, it changes everything. Yeah. Right. But I mean, he, let's say, I mean, hopefully he's healthy, healthy but he, He's always been healthy. So, I mean, I wouldn't even fault that. It would just be bad luck. I mean, Kyrie Irving's the one who's not healthy, right? right? I mean, he's the guy who can't stay on the court anymore or chooses not to. I don't know which one it is. but He never really Boston, did. <laughs> I know. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, Kemba bought in. You know, he bought into the Celtics organization. He bought into the, you know, the team first mentality. And he wants to win. And, I, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Kyrie didn't buy into those things and didn't establish that bond with his teammates and yeah. that's something that Kemba did and I don't know if it had to do with them playing together over the summer um you know the USA team that they that they had they, they already had something going before the NBA season even started so they were just to pick pick up right where they left off I think that was a huge benefit but I think it just all comes down to personality like it's Kemba's personality and you go all the way back to you you know because he went to UConn people say about yeah this guy just he's just a great guy wants to win 
you know, super likable. Everyone's on board with him. And I just think that that's who he is and he's easy to play with. Yeah. And again, the, the, the Kyrie thing is it's a well-told story, but I will say, I mean, the, the universe still needs Kyrie Irving, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we need him. We need, yeah, we, need we do. Be able to talk 2020, about it. Jimmy. You need those uh, woke people, you know. You need, but you need. Yeah. I like. You got to watch him play because he's frigging spectacular. He's so best. good, man. He's I just so wish he good, liked But also, playing. I need. I need his brain. You know, like I just need to. I need to hear him say ridiculous things because it's so. Yeah. But fun, you know. So I, I, I'm a little bummed. There's no Kyrie in our worlds right now. I cannot wait for that's, Kyrie that's Durant. The, I cannot yeah. wait for Kyrie and Durant next year. I really. That's why the producer guy in you, though. That, that, that's I the know. Business, I can't. The businessman in you. Yo, Zan. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Zan, do me a huge favor. Can you read Burley Sullivan's comment? Oh wait, hold on. I'll put. Should I put it right on the screen? <laughs> if you can. <laughs> I never saw this before. What is this? Oh my God! Are you right? Hold on. Yo, he nailed it, right? Wow. Oh my God! Hold on. Ready? How do you put it on here. I don't even this see is it. anticipation now. Yo, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I've never saw it before. I love. Today. I now, love how I had to wait uh, ten seconds to see that. That would make <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Uh, Yo, have you heard this before, Bobby? Well. So how I got a similar, I got a similar haircut. I mean, you got the yeah, skin is, is tone. The I'm sure this, there's Irish heritage there on both you're sides. Like, you look like you're in some kind of gamer chair. I'm you sure got to the playoffs for the stash. <laughs> and the stash, yeah. I mean, this is it's not no, a bad comparison. Now, bro, you got to grow it out. Now, if if they were comparing me to 2010 Gordon Hayward, that might be a problem. But I mean, we we both had a grow up here. Yeah, 2010 Hayward was like 14. That's why, bro. That's good. Uh, I'll take thanks. it. I mean, that's that's great. Thank you, Burley. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, I, I never saw it before. I could see it. You could you could definitely wow. go for you could pass for a Hayward for sure. Wow, Connor Press throwing all his Celtics friends under the bus. He also has the start stash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is a great show. I heard Tyler Zeller. I mean, back in uh, this is the oh, advancement of Zeller. this is the advancement of our time. I mean, I used to be compared to Zeller. I used to have to cover a team that had Zeller. some journal <laughs> and Zeller. Now I get to cover Kemba, Tatum, and a team, and I get compared to Hayward. Like that is just a huge career Yo, advancement. Well, don't, let it, don't, don't let it get to your head. He said Hayward's brother, so yeah. not quite like there's a little. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. a good point. Yo, next show, that, that Horford jersey is going to turn into a Hayward jersey. I swear. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> that's so Dude, that, good. That Horford jersey, a, a, out of all the, that's a weird purchase. I, I'll say it. What do you I mean? Yo, he, he was the unofficial captain. And not only that, it's when not they a jer- him, It's not really a jersey I'd buy, though. Definitely an upgrade from Zeller. I I bought I bought that <laughs> yeah. like the day after they signed him. Remember? It was the oh, biggest yeah, signing yeah, in Horford's history. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of Horford... What happened uh, today with Horford, or, or was it today that they, they won? They he won. Start, he started for Simmons today. I was gonna say, what happened? What happened now with Philly? Jesus! No, no, no. They <laughs> they they won. So this they, is. I, I'm glad. I want to get into this tonight because they're on a collision course. Uh, it feels like six series Celtics is inevitable at this point, especially Simmons is probably going to miss the rest of the regular season. Yeah. Um, and if have he they does, said anything else about his time off? 
Indefinitely. I know it's all up in the air at this Partially point. Partially dislocated yeah. kneecap? Like, what is It's not even? great. Sub, <laughs> sub, sub, I know, bro. What does that even mean? It's either so dislocated we, or it's not, man. Like, it was I, like, I feel like it was like a subluxation or something. <laughs> yeah. Something it's not where it should be. It's kind of it's, it's not where it should be. Very Yeah, bad. they could have just called it dislocated. Um, it's somewhat located. Yeah. We've seen that team a lot without Embiid. Now Embiid being the guy without Simmons, I'm interested. And you talked about they started Horford today. It seemed to go well. It was the magic, so I don't know how much you can buy into that. Well, that's the but thing. Is if Simmons was in that lineup playing the four, Horford just slipped into his natural position alongside yeah. Embiid, um, yeah, and sure. and that was easy for him. So he had a good game. He had 21 points. Uh, you know, eight of 14. Wow, he had 21. Okay. Yeah, he played. They're going to be different. He played 30 Simmons. minutes. Yeah, so it's a totally different sort of ball game. But you're right. I mean, it was an easy slide for Horford to go into that position in place of Simmons. Um, and, you know, it worked for a game. But I am interested to see it as well, Bobby. Yeah, I'm worried yeah, because they had so many. Time, like, they I had so many. Before. Sorry, go ahead. One at a time, you dummies. <laughs> they, they, they have so many mismatched pieces. This was the Celtics last year almost. Like, we can keep comparing those teams that when someone goes down – it feels like things might be able to open up or slide together a little more naturally there. Like, I don't know if they're going to be better without Simmons, if that's where we're headed, but they're going to be much different and things might just fall into place. You really need to see them play almost like sliding doors, two seasons side by side, one of them entirely without Simmons and one entirely without Embiid, and mm. then just figure out which one works because what they can't play together. Um, yeah, but, but Dan, you know who shines when either one of those guys is out? Al freaking Horford. It's like, how can these three guys not figure this damn thing out? Like, I swear, there was a stretch of games in the regular season where Joel Embiid was out for like two to three or something like that. Like two out of three. And Hayward, I mean, uh, Horford went off. Yeah. Same thing with Simmons. Now here we go again. Like I just don't get why these three guys can't coexist. I don't. I get Joe it. Sway. I'm gonna. I'm three centers. Yeah, Joe Sway. I'm gonna tab you to to, <laughs> yeah. to, to write the Al Horford tell-all book because I want to know what it was like to play alongside Kyrie. You know, oh, man. And what he really thought. And I want to know what he really thinks right now. He's seen uh, it all. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. He'll always just take, you know, the high road. He's the type of, that's the type of guy. Yeah. Yeah, but I can, see, <laughs> I can see Horford, like, around, like, age, I don't know, 45 or so, being like, I got a lot of a lot of stuff to get off my chest right now. <laughs> yeah. I've been through a lot. Yeah. And he really has. It's like, he, but, he, he could definitely tell. He could do some, some talks and – some stories, I'm sure. Yo, between Kyrie Irving and Philly fans, that's a, that's yeah. a book right there, bro. That's yeah. a book. And just yeah. whatever's going on right now, because that Philly team seems a bit of a mess. Anyway, we're going off the rails a little bit, so I think we'll wrap it up. Um, Yo, 25 more minutes, man. Come on. We can do it. Is it <laughs> is it better that he didn't stick around at this point? Like, uh, are, are we just glad he didn't sign a contract here? That would. I mean, we said it before. Or, I'll I'll take Tice. I'll take Tice at the money. Versus Horford for that money, it's not even close. So like, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm fine with that. How everything played out. Yeah, I mean, and, at the time, I, I was I was extremely bummed out about yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think I thought it was terrible, especially when yeah. they made the late run. Uh, to some degree, it probably saved Brown. The way the money stacked out too, so I, that's huge. Like the way Philly gave Boston a big bail out there. Feels yeah, like you never know what's lucky. At the time, it seemed like it was. Uh, devastating loss and a super unlucky mm -hmm. thing to happen, and nobody expected it. Um, right. You're totally blindsided by it, but you're right. I don't know that it could work out better. I mean, right now you Brown could argue. Hayward. You could argue yeah. right now 
Tice versus Horford is a coin flip without the contracts, you know, just in terms of what you're getting. I'll still give the nod to Al. I thought he was great here. I thought he caught a lot of flack unnecessarily. But yeah, it's uh, right now for that money. Uh, it's that's it's a no brainer. Um, all right, yeah, we got three games left. They're not that exciting, but we'll still do this because why yeah, not? Went by fast, huh? Yeah, that was that was good though. It was a good start for all of us. Uh, you know, I COVID think we're all, I think we're all hitting our stride at the same time. The, the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the Celtics and this group. Um, sure. But uh, it's Orlando on Sunday. We'll be back for that. Uh, yeah, please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you happen to be watching there. Join us next time. Send the questions. It was fun. We, we have an audio version as well, so you can subscribe to the podcast too. Anywhere you get the podcast, and and you don't have to look at my co-host. It's related to Gordon Hayward. Come on, guys. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, this guy's getting. And, asked, and our other co-host is related to uh, Giannis, the Greek yeah. freak himself, John. That's right. Bannon. My name, my birth, my birth certificate says Giannis. <laughs> it does. Um, no way, really? Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's my name. That's my actual bring, name. Bring wow. I just I just say John for you, you know, for you guys so you can understand it. You you dumb Americans, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's not Zanis, it's Zanis actually. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. This is a revelation. Wow. I know. I know. I'm never calling you Zanis again. Zanis. Yeah. Um so <laughs> Zanis the beast. <laughs> um so we'll see you guys uh Sunday. It's five o'clock tip off with Orlando. We'll be here right after. Good night, everybody.